Hey family, welcome to my home. Uh, I don't know if you know this, but you're actually in my living room right now. And I just wanna say Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays to you. My prayer is that you're spending it with family and friends and you're enjoying it with good food, good gifts, and um, just a good fellowship. Right now, I'm actually, I'm gonna make sure I preach short today because right over there is my kitchen and there's a huge pot of gumbo uh, that I'm ready to eat. So you don't have to worry about me preaching long, but I do want you to share this message whether you're watching on Facebook or YouTube, go on your social media and share it even on Instagram. Uh, somebody's gonna need this encouraging word. It's gonna bless them. And you never, you never really know who might really just give their lives to the Lord just by you sharing this video and them getting a chance to watch it. At any rate, I just wanna say a huge thank you to all the folks in our family and community. Over this last year, we have done so much. We've accomplished so much. And it wouldn't have been possible without the help and the service of all of our leadership, all of our folks sewing and, and giving. So even today, I wanna to say thank you for your giving. I've got a quick word that I wanna share with you that actually didn't really originate with me. I was actually gonna share a different message, but the thing about it is, uh, Alicia, who you saw a little bit earlier, was sharing a thought with me that she was having, and I thought, that's actually a better word than what I'm going to preach, so I'm going to preach that one right there. So I want to give you an encouraging word out of Luke, the first chapter, around the 40th, the 41st verse. Um, Mary, the mother of Jesus, is meeting up with her cousin, Elizabeth, and uh, they're both with child. Uh, Elizabeth is carrying John the Baptist, who we'll see later on in the New Testament, and Mary, of course, is carrying Jesus, the Son of God, the only begotten Son of God. Um, they have this encounter together, and after the baby leaps in Mary's womb, uh, Elizabeth says something very interesting to Mary. She says around verse 41, blessed are you amongst women and blessed is the child that's in your womb. Now that's a very famous popular scripture, especially if you've grown up in church, but I want to backtrack a little bit because I'm reading that and I know that Mary is blessed, like, because I know who she is in the storyline of salvation. She's the mother of Jesus. She's raising the savior of the world. But I want to remind you how this story starts. Mary is uh, minding her own business, most likely a teenager. She's engaged to this good guy named Joseph, uh, and they're getting ready to live their life. There's nothing abnormal about it, very normal family. One day, an angel appears to Mary and says, Mary, you're going to have a child, and his name is going to be called Emmanuel, which is God with us. Now, I won't preach this, but I do want to give this to you just for free, because I like you like that. Um, I find it interesting that we start off with Jesus' name being identified as Emmanuel, God with us. I think oftentimes with our westernized Christian mindset, we think of God being very personal to us, and that's true. We all have a personal relationship with God, but we forget that he's not just our God. He's, uh, he's not just my God, rather. He's our God. What do I mean for, by that? Jesus didn't just die for Dell. He died for the world. So Emmanuel, when he, he says he's God with us, there's a revelation there to say that there's an experience of Jesus that's supposed to happen within community, that he is our savior, that we worship him together as a family. And so I, I just want to even talk to the folks who might be sitting alone tonight. You might be watching this video and you haven't done community in a long time. I want to tell you there's an encounter, there's an experience with Christ that you're missing. There's an encounter with Emmanuel, God with us, that you're absolutely mi missing because it's not just supposed to be you and Jesus. It's supposed to be you, Jesus, and the family of God. But that's not the point of my message. He says the child's going to be called Emmanuel, God with us. 
Now, here's what you got to understand. We're not living in American culture when we read this text in, in the New Testament. When the angel visits Mary and tells her that she's going to be with child, God knows that Mary is engaged to this dude named Joseph. And God also knows that according to the law, if Mary has a child outside of wedlock, she's going to be stoned to death. Her life, the trajectory of her life is going to be completely different. So you know the story. God tells uh, Mary through an angel, you're going to have a child. Uh, Mary seems to be okay with it, but I want to be honest. If I was there, and we'll see when we get to Netflix in heaven, I'm pretty sure Mary might have been excited, but I'm sure she was freaked out. How the heck is this going to go down? What am I going to tell Joseph? Like, I'm going to tell him that I'm pregnant and the dad is God. <laughs> Could you imagine the Maury Povich show <laughs> if Mary was on it? Who is the real father, right? So she goes to Joseph and, um, or rather, God sends an angel to visit Joseph. And, and here's another good revelation for you. You don't have to defend yourself in the seasons. God's got your back. I, I want to tell you, it may feel like you're having to work everything out. You're having to put everything together. How are you going to make it all work? But look at the situation with Mary. God didn't leave it in Mary's hand to have to figure out what to do with Joseph, what to do with all this stuff. God sent an angel to Joseph to give Joseph the word. Joseph receives the word, and because he was a good man, he decides not to put Mary away, but rather to keep her as his wife. Here's the deal. Things don't always work out like you think they're going to work out. Here's why I say that. Hundreds, generations ago, uh, the children of Israel received hundreds of prophecies about the coming Messiah. There's great anticipation for the coming of the Messiah. There's excitement for the coming of the Messiah. And you would think that with Mary receiving this incredible word that she's carrying the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, that this is going to be the most glamorous birth that you've ever seen. That the Kardashians have got nothing on what God's about to do. But what happens? Mary gives birth to Jesus and it's not in a nice hotel. It's not in a beautiful palace where a king should be born. He's born in a barn. He's born next to animals where it stinks. And I want to talk to people for a minute who are living like Mary with great expectations that something amazing is going to happen. Maybe you've got a word from God that this thing is going to happen. And now you're looking at your life and you're seeing that things are not as picture perfect as you thought that they would be. I mean, it was God who called you to the marriage. And now look at it, it feels like a barnyard. You prayed for the kids and now you've got them and now one of them is strung out on drugs and you're trying to figure out, this is not what I was expecting my story to be. And I can imagine Mary uh, just, just in the barn, just wondering like, I wonder why is my story ending up like this? I wanna take you back to what Elizabeth said, my original statement in, in quoting the scripture in Luke chapter one. Elizabeth looked at Mary after she was with child and after she had a revelation of which child Mary was carrying. Elizabeth looked at her and said, sweetie, you're blessed. And I want to ask you, have you determined how blessed you are by the circumstances that you're experiencing or by the word that was spoken to you? See, a lot of people don't feel like they're blessed if their bank account is full. A lot of folks don't feel like they're blessed if uh, their family isn't perfect and the children aren't gathered. Because the truth is, not everybody watching today has got a perfect family. 
Some of y'all fought today. Don't look at me in that tone of voice. You know what I'm saying? You nearly cussed them out because of how they ate the macaroni and cheese, <laughs> right? It's like not everybody has a picturesque family. And because our life is not always picturesque, sometimes we think that we're not blessed. But I want to tell you that the blessing is not dependent on your situation. The blessing is dependent on the blesser. That if God blesses you, it doesn't matter what situation you're going through. It doesn't matter your experience. It doesn't matter who doesn't like you, who curses you. The blessing of the Lord is on your life and it's going to stay on your life. What is the blessing of the Lord? Anytime you read the Old Testament and you see the word blessing, there typically was a right hand involved in it. Typically a father would lay his hand on the oldest child and he would receive the blessing. As a result of the blessing, they would get a lot of money, all these different things. And we tend to think because we're Westerns, uh, we tend to think that the blessing is financial, that the blessing is all these other gains or whatever. Those are a result of the blessing. Here's what the blessing is. It's when the father approves of you. It's when the father takes his hand and he places it on your head and he says that you're mine. So I'm looking at Mary's story right now as she's in the middle of the manger and her situation does not look great, but I'm reminded of Elizabeth's word and encouragement to her. She's still blessed. Life's not perfect. It's kind of hard. She feels like giving up, throwing in the towel, but she's still blessed. I wonder what manger you're in tonight. Maybe it's a financial manger, relational manger. For many of you, it's a spiritual manger. The last three years have taken you out spiritually and you are tired. Life is a mess. It is stinky. It is chaotic. But I want to tell you, in spite of it all, God's not mad at you. The blessings still rest on you. But I believe that he invites you into purpose in this season. Here, here's the last thing I want to share when I talk about purpose. Somebody asked me the other day, I think it was yesterday, as a matter of fact, they asked me the other day, they said, um, Pastor Dell, how, how do you keep going? You know, ministry's hard, life is hard, you live in, in the most expensive city in, in the nation. Like, how do, you, how do you stay devoted? And here's what I told them. I said, man, if you get caught up in the purpose of your life and the call or the destiny of your life, you're gonna be discouraged eventually. You're gonna get burnt out. Here's what keeps me going. I don't keep my eyes on my purpose and my call. I keep my eyes on Jesus. I keep my eyes fixed on the Lord. I set my face like a flint towards him. And, I, and, and in that, my devotion keeps me sustained. Now, obviously, that's a big statement to make. And I could break that down. Not, not enough time to do that. But my devotion is what helps sustain me. Here's why I say that. Though Mary was fulfilling her purpose in the history of salvation, relying on her purpose to keep her encouraged and to maintain the blessing would not be enough. What she had to remind herself of was the angelic visitation where the Holy Spirit through the angel began to speak to her and tell her all that would happen. You have to remind yourself of what God's spoken to you. You've got to remind yourself of the encounters that you've had, the times that you've rested in the presence of the Lord and you know that he's real because times are going to get hard. And you don't want the enemy playing with your brain thinking that you're not blessed because times are hard. Friend, you are absolutely blessed. You're blessed in the city and you're blessed in the field. You're blessed when you come in and you're blessed when you go out. The only way that you can change uh, possibly the blessing of the Lord on your life is if you choose to believe the lie of the enemy that you're not blessed. That's what the enemy wants you to do. He wants you to look at your bank account. He wants you to look at everything that's around you. And he wants you to think God's forgotten about you. God doesn't remember you. But I need you to look me in my eye. I came to prophesy to people watching me tonight this Christmas that God has not forgotten about you. He hasn't forgotten about his call on your life. He hasn't forgotten about your dreams. He hasn't forgotten about your purpose. He's going to fulfill it. But you have to remember that we are simply... Uh, 
side dishes to the main course that is Christ. That if we go through some tough times, it's okay because we're not the main character. As long as Christ is glorified and it's in that mindset, it's in that thinking that we find our peace. Because this life, friend, and maybe you're watching and you're not a believer. Let me let, me let you in on something. This life is soon going to be over. There's going to come a day where you, you will escape this body and you will stand before the Lord and he's going to ask you, did you know me? And if you didn't know him, you will spend an eternity apart from him. This life is short. And if all you're doing is living for Christmas to Christmas, from uh, gift to gift, from uh, payment to payment, bill to bill, you're not, you got to live with an eternal perspective. With that being said, big picture, let, let me kind of wrap this up and pray us out so we can get that gumbo that's on the stove. Big picture. I've been a pastor of this church now. We're going on, we're over two years now. And in walking with people, I've seen the ups and downs. I've seen the pain, I've seen the hurt. I've been there to celebrate with some of our folks watching. I've been there to mourn with people as they're grieving. One of the things that encourages my heart is to see people no matter what season that they're in, their identity is never changed. Whether they're grieving, they're blessed. Whether they're celebrating, they're blessed. Whether they're happy, they're blessed. Whether they're sad, they're blessed because they know that the blessing is not dependent on them. It's not dependent on what they do or what they can't do. It's really dependent on the Father's hand. And the Father's placed his hand on you. And if you're not a believer, he desires to make you one of his own. All you have to do is open up your heart and receive him. See, here's the thing. You're saying, well, my life's not together. I'm doing drugs. I'm drinking. As a matter of fact, I got a red cup in my hand right now. I, I see you and I ain't judging you. But here's what I know. Jesus does not mind being the king who's born in dirty places. Did you hear what I said? He does not mind being born in dirty places. He's born in a manger as king of kings. The wise men come in and bring frankincense and myrrh, change the smell of the entire atmosphere. God is going to take care of the cleaning. Don't you worry about the drugs and all that kind of stuff. God is going to convict. He's going to help deliver you, all that stuff. All I'm asking is, will you receive Jesus into your heart today? I know it's a little awkward right now. You're watching with family and you're trying not to pretend like this message isn't getting to you, but I need you to hear me. God is speaking to you. He's poking at your heart right now and he wants to know, can I be born in you today? Can I start a new life in you? Because that's where the blessing is, friend. See, if you're out in the world and you're trying to get the blessing through your job and through climbing the corporate ladder, you'll never get the blessing that way. The blessing only comes by accepting Jesus and allowing the Father to bless you. That's how it comes. Now, I'm not promising that everything will change just because you accept Jesus in your heart. I, I am promising that you will change. <laughs> Accepting Jesus in your heart makes you different even if your situation doesn't change. So I want to ask you, I want to invite you, will you allow the king to come and rest in your heart today? So two prayers I'm going to pray and then we're going to get out of here. One, I want to pray for the people who feel like Mary. You're in a season where you know you're blessed, you know God's called you, you know, but your circumstances have not worked out like you thought they would. You've been in great expectation of all that God was going to do. You said, man, 2023, new year, new me. And you're looking and everything is the same. Things have not worked out. I, I get it. You're still blessed. I want to pray for you. And I want to pray that you'll have a revelation of the blessing of the Lord that's on your life. And then I want to pray for those who don't know Jesus. I mean, maybe you grew up in church. Maybe you know religion, but you just don't know him. You know church songs, but you don't know Jesus. I want to pray for you and invite you into a relationship. First, can I pray for the first group of people? God, I pray for those who are watching me right now.
God, who are discouraged, who feel beat up by life, who things have not worked out for them like they thought it would work out. God, to the young guy who thought his dreams would be fulfilled and now the bubble's been bursted, to the young lady whose heart is broken because she, she thought the marriage would last and now it's not. God, I pray, would you come, not only comfort them, but remind them that they're blessed, God, that they're blessed because they know you. They're blessed because they are yours. And secondly, now I want to pray for the folks who don't know Jesus. Here's what I'm going to ask you to do. And if you're watching with family, I'm going to actually, if you're already a Christian, can you do me a favor? If you're watching this video with family, can we pray this together as a family? Yeah, even you, yeah, out loud. What I want you to do is I want you to repeat this prayer after me if you want to invite Jesus into your heart. Now, the prayer isn't magical, and there's not special words that make you saved. Here's how you become saved. Here's how you become a Christian. You just have faith in Jesus. You believe that he died for your sins, that he rose up from the grave, and that he's returning for his church. That's all you got to do. Faith in Christ is what saves you. And so I'm going to pray a prayer, and I want you to put your heart and your faith into these words, and I'm going to believe that by faith that you're saved. Is that all right? So family, let's pray this together, and let's celebrate as many around the world come into the kingdom of God tonight. Pray this with me. Father, I am a sinner. I'm in need of saving. So I humble myself and I invite Jesus into my heart. Make me a new creation. Make me more like you. I repent of all my sin and I confess that Jesus is Lord. I believe that he died for me. I believe that he rose from the dead for me. And I also believe that he's coming back for me. In Jesus' name. <laughs> Amen. Friend, let me tell you, you are saved. If you just pray that prayer, especially if you prayed it for the first time, I would love to hear from you. All you've got to do right now on your phone, and do it right now because you're going to forget. Go to thecollide.com slash salvation, and right there, we'll have a chance for you to fill out a form. We want to connect with you no matter where you are around the world. Even if you're not here in the Bay Area, we want to help connect you with a local church where you can get discipled, get into community, so that you can experience Emmanuel, God, our God who's with us, right? Um, thecollide.com slash salvation. Fill out that form. We've got some extra information to let you know about what you just did, the, the decision that you just made, a little bit more information on there. And with the rest of our family, I just want to say, man, this is going to be a great time. We're getting ready to go into our fast in about a week or so. Uh, I'm excited for all that God's going to do in this next year. But tonight, as we celebrate the birth of Christ, would you take some time with your family? Maybe go around the table if you haven't done so already and just share what you're grateful for in this season. There's so many reasons to complain and to bicker and to be bitter, but we've got plenty to be grateful for. If nothing more than a roof over our head, clothes on our back and food on our table. Let's take some time to be grateful for all that God's done for us. And one last encouragement before we get out of here, family. Again, please share this video, especially if you know of somebody uh, who might really be blessed. We're going to keep this video up. Feel free to share it on Facebook and YouTube. Uh, but the last thing I want to say is, hey, today is Jesus's birthday. I've got a great opportunity for you to give him a gift. As many of you know, today we are blessing a family um, who in need of a car. and We're, we're going to be blessing them. We have a special Christmas blessing. If you go to our website at thecollide.com slash give, there's a note there that says a special Christmas blessing. I would love for you to fill that out. Give towards that, uh, uh, donate towards that, it's all tax deductible. It's the end of the year. 
some of you can give out of your business and add that to your tax deductions or different things, but this is a great way, whether it's $10 or 100 or 1,000, no matter what it is, this would be a great opportunity to give back to Jesus as a gift. Every year, I have always given Jesus a gift. For many years, I used to feed the homeless on Christmas morning and different things like that. I just think it's appropriate to give the birthday boy a gift, right? Obviously, he wasn't born on December 25th. We know, you great theologians. Uh, but we picked a day where we can collectively celebrate him together, and this is the day we've chosen. So why don't you take a moment and think with, as your, with your family, what can we do as a family to give Jesus a Christmas gift or a birthday gift today? With that said, I'm gonna pray us out and I'm gonna go eat this pot of gumbo with Lisa and some of the fam that's with me tonight. God, I thank you for our Collide family. I thank you for all that you've done this entire year. God, you've been so kind to us. God, we're praying as we go into this new year that we will live in the blessing of the Lord, that like Mary, we'll come to the revelation that no matter what we're going through, no matter what our circumstances look like, that we are a blessed people. We thank you for it, Lord, and we pray your covering in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, I love you, family, and I'll see you next Sunday in person. God bless you.